the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. It's really happy to be with you today. Hope that you're doing well, that you are strong and healthy. Kath? Happy to see you, John. Thank you. You do look strong and healthy. Thank you. I'm trying to be strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. I like your hat. Thank you. It's I've a hat day on the ride home. It is. I it would have been nice if you would have told Mike and I it was a hat day. You would never wear I mean, a it's hat. Not, it's not. You're probably right. Right. I know. I know better. Okay. <laughs> Mike, do you have a hat? Not like that. That's a. That's that, a. That's a classic beret. It is. It, no, no, it's, it's a really not a beret. Hat. No. It's a driver's cap. I think. Driver's right, cap. Right. That's what I would call it. I guess so, too. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks good on you. So, uh, it comes in all these different... Right? There's a newsboy style. Sure. There's a, uh, my friend Ken, our friend Ken. Yes. He just calls it an old man hat. Sure. Okay. Which I don't is, think it's an old man hat. I think it's more of a British hat to a me. British hat. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if I had like an MG, a green yeah, racing MG that would be really out nice. in the parking lot? Except if, oh, you had, oh. if you had an MG, you'd be oh. fixing it on the On way the home. side of the road, waiting That's for exactly you to pick us up. That's exactly what you would be. <laughs> Listen to this. What's I going have... <laughs> All of a sudden, I was like hearing things from all sorts of different directions. I saw this article today mm-hmm. that downright inspired me. Really? I saw it this morning. It put me on a whole new trajectory for the day. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is impactful. Okay. So in the Wall Street Journal, which you and I read on a daily basis. I love it. It's one of my favorite papers. They have a real estate section that is so far outside anything oh. that you could grasp in your life. Because it's the Wall Street Journal. it's the Wall Street Journal, right? But I always have to read it because it's just either crazy ridiculous or really beautiful mm-hmm. or something in between. Anyway, the one today is about this uh, rooftop terrace, they're calling it. Mm. Not just a rooftop terrace, but a dream rooftop terrace for an entertainer on Manhattan's Upper West Side. Mm. Now, you lived in New York. I did. You understand the milieu of the Upper West Side. So you can imagine that a rooftop terrace on the Upper West Side would be so incredibly lovely. But don't worry, because we're not... In the Upper West Side, we are where we are. We are quarantined, housebound in our neighborhood. Right. But that's okay because I've, I always learned when I was in design school at the Art Institute here in Pittsburgh that the constraints that are around you, you shouldn't look at as blockages. You should allow them to make you even more creative than you were before. Okay. Okay. So I took that this morning and I thought, all right. I don't live in the Upper West Side. I also cannot do a rooftop terrace because I have this kind of roof in my house. Right. But I started thinking, can I come up with a plan for the summer? Can I come up with a plan even for the spring? Outside, something that might kick up my attitude. It might give my family a place to go, 
something else to do. I don't know. It just I feel like my mind is brimming with the possibility. Really? Yes. Well, no, okay, so a rooftop terrace would require lots of renovation, contractors, right. I can't money. Do, right, I can't do okay. that. A garden, fine. Good. Inexpensive. Yes. Just requires some some forced labor. And it might not be a garden for you. It might be nothing outside. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just saying this put me on a whole new path really, really. of looking forward this morning. This is what I've decided. Okay. I'm buying a composter. Really? Why are you not excited for me? Well, I mean, it's just rotting garbage. But it's going to enrich my soil. Doug Oster. It might be friend, a little late. Our, it's not l- why is he Debbie Downer on saying, my big day? It might be a little late. This is the happiest I've been, the most excited, the most really? optimistic I've felt, and I don't know how long, and you're just bringing all the bad? Well, I'm just saying, you know, for spring planting, you need a lot of compost and mulch. If you're just starting today, it's going to take a well, while for that thing to, to sort of start sometime, John. And work it. It might be fine. Yeah, Did you just... plant a single tomato plant last year? <laughs> I did not. No. Uh-huh. No. Okay, I... so you're going to buy... I'm going to buy a compost. Can you just put it like, listen, you know, listen, like a- listen, Doug Oster, formerly of Everybody Gardens, mm-hmm. uh, DougOster.com sat in this seat. Remember when we used to have guests, like before we were all quarantined? I and do everything? remember those days. He sat right Fondly. here in this chair. And he told me that the number one thing I could do to kick up my garden, because he knows my neighborhood mm-hmm. and we have really lousy soil, is to fix what I'm planting stuff in. Okay. And that means compost. See, I'm, I'm a little sort of shocked because you went from this opening salvo of this grand expanse of the Upper West Side or the East Side looking out over, side. over Central Park West and there's this beauty before you. Or, you know, just anyone, way like Mount Washington, looking up in those beautiful decks in Mount Washington over the vista of the city. To Does all it the, surprise you that I can't afford a deck? But all of a sudden you went from like these massive heights to rotting fruit That's in your backyard. the whole idea right. is you see something that's financially unattainable but it right. does not kill your dream all right i thought we were going someplace else with this conversation that's it all. doesn't kill your dream john no, you have to fine. figure out what's going to give you impetus to move forward to improve your little plot of land so god's then, given you are you saying that you with this composter you're going to plant a, a garden i always plant a garden i plant a garden every year but I'm going to plant a better garden because okay. of my compost. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Do you have a plan? I don't that I can tear down. No, I was just I was just hoping to sort of like go somewhere on someone's rooftop and look at the. Oh, so you wanted exp- me to do a rooftop <laughs> garden? Yeah, what? I was. That's what I was hoping for. You know. Uh, sorry to disappoint. That's okay. It it's does fine. just seems like the economy is not going to no, allow not. for something like that, John. It would not. No, not in the present circumstances. You have any plan at all? No. For the, nothing's put. Mike, do you have okay. any plan at all for the spring? Um, I am still trying to. Uh, I'm still trying to build a swing set. Oh, you started that yeah, last weekend. I did. How'd did. that go? Uh, not good. Mm-hmm. Not good. You need some help? <laughs> yes, big time. Six yes. feet social distance <laughs> swing <laughs> set help. It's yeah. not going to happen. That, and I'm still on the search for looking for a home. So, oh, right. Yeah. This would be a good time to buy a home, don't right. you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, except it's how how would it be a good time? It's a to buyer's look for a home? market right now. There you it's go. a buyer's market, but you actually have to go out of your home to go look Not at really. another home. Not really. I mean, the only big. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. <laughs> the only. I mean, to go look at a home. No. The only bad thing is you can't you can't tour a house right now. 
That's There's no open saying. houses right now. Right. So you virtually you have to like virtually right. watch a video. So then it's a gamble. Like right. you know, you're looking at someone's picture. I'm not gambling. I'm right. buying no, a house. No, I no. So it's a bad time to buy a house. <laughs> Which is what I was trying to say to both of you. Except okay. again, I was overruled. Sorry there. Okay. Anyway, compost piles and looking at homes. Not really. That's the Tuesday edition of the Ride Home. What do we got on today's show? <laughs> I'm happy to tell you. Thanks for asking, Mike. <laughs> Kenneth Samples from Reasons to Believe is going to be with us at 440. We'll talk about mm-hmm. this, Uh-oh. the sickness of self. Mm. The You know, one of the biggest problems of what we've got going right now is we're all so worried and anxious about us. You? You. <laughs> you. Just you, Kath. No, no, no. What do you mean? Well, of course we're worried about ourselves. Exactly. No one wants to die. Right. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. So is there a point where we become too self-absorbed? I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to find out. We're also going to talk about a celebrity birthday is coming up at the end of this hour. Oh. And in the 5 o'clock hour, our good friend Rick Zimmerman, um, he's had all sorts of publications, done all sorts of work over the years in vaccines and family medicine. He's going to give us the real-life story on what's happening in Pittsburgh so we can be informed. And Jay Slocum at 510, a world in need of restoration. That's what he says. Okay. What's next? Coming up next, John Kessler. Love and fear in the year of plague. We mm-hmm. have the fear. Let's come up. All right. Love. Uplifting and fun. That's who we are. Well. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA. There's so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. Dr. J. Vernon McGee once said, Beneath the mysteries of God are the purposes of God. I'm Steve Schwetz, host of Through the Bible, inviting you on the Bible bus as we travel through 1 Peter. This certainly is an unusual season, isn't it? And by God's design, we're right on schedule in our journey through the whole Word of God, studying a book that points us to Jesus even in suffering. So come join us on the Bible bus. I'll save you a seat. Catch through the Bible right here on this station. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk Kinodic at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary 
complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. So as we look at this uh, pandemic, this disaster that's uh, unfolding before our frightened and anxious eyes, uh, there are, um, depending upon who you're speaking to, different personality types who look at this and are living out that worldview from that perspective. Well, John Kessler is with us. John's been a regular guest on our show for years. He is um, a former chair and professor of applied theology and church ministry at Moody Bible Institute. He wrote a terrific piece on his blog called Love and Fear in the Year of the Plague. And John, friend, welcome back to the show. How are you today? hope you're well. Oh, I guess what helped John, excuse me. How are you? I'm good. I, I, I'm well, and I hope you guys are too. We are. Thank you. We are. Thanks, John. I thought it was fascinating that you said that not just a, a situation like this, uh, a plague revealing our character, but it's also revealing a little bit of our personality. Yeah, that's one of the things that I noticed, is, and you know, I think like everybody else, I'm since I'm confined to home, I'm spending way too much time <laughs> on social media, yeah, you know. Of and it seemed like I it it, it seemed like there were different, uh, uh, almost like you know how people have birth order personalities, yeah. and so I, I seemed like I could notice. First of all, it seemed like I could notice several different ones, like skeptics. Uh, what I call skeptics, people who really question the seriousness of the whole thing, you know, spin out conspiracy uh, theories, or spiritual directors, people who are giving spiritual advice, or comedians, people who are just pushing through, and they're basically acting like nothing has changed, mm-hmm. there's nothing going on here. Road, what I call road warriors, you know, people who uh, just, you know, they're they're the ones Keep that on are going. Just, yeah and and then I, then it dawned on me that that I had pretty much gone through all of those stages, really you know, so, so they were like fa- they were like they were like phases for you yeah that's uh, you know that huh. was what was struck well well two things first of all what struck me is they all irritated me you know so I, I that I mean that was what was striking like every everything that's every position that somebody took sort of in their attitude was getting on my nerves and then it dawned on me that 
I had been each in each of those places at different times and maybe even still at different times going through it. You know, so I, one of the things that told me is that it really wasn't them, it was me. <laughs> it was something going on with me. That and and then that was the other thing that occurred to me was that uh, the way that I was feeling about this whole trauma, and I think many other people, is very much like the way families react when they go through a medical trauma. So I, I when, when I was trying to find some comfort, I went to one of my favorite writers, which is uh, Wendell Berry, and was struck by an essay he wrote where he said that disease. And then he pointed out, you know, if you put, if you break the word down, disease, dis-ease, makes us conscious not only of the state of our health, but of the division of our bodies and our world into parts, that it's not only the body that is disrupted in a case where there's illness, the whole sense of community is. And of course, in our situation, it's exponential. It's not just a family, and I think families notice it in a case of grave illness when there's cancer or something. Now it's it's the whole world, you know, and it's certainly, you know, it's certainly our country and our communities. And so we're going through, uh, I think, uh, you know, a psychological, emotional response that is actually probably fairly common, but it's really ramped up because of the extreme nature of what we're experiencing. Yes, and I believe, John, it's it's changing so quickly, or it feels as though yeah. it's coming upon us so fast. So, you know, in your piece, Love and Fear in the Year of the Plague, you talk about skeptics, the spiritual directors, the comedians, the road warriors. I mean, all these things, I think all of us are some piece of that, depending upon what time of day it is, how hungry yeah, we right. are, how tired we are. We all share right. these things. I think it's coping, you know, they're, they're coping strategies, you know, on the one hand. I think it's also, in a situation like this, we're looking for some way to control it, and of course we can't. And, and those are all ways of controlling it. You know, one way to control it is to just dismiss it and say, oh, I, you know, I, I think somebody made this up. And another way is to sort of spiritualize it. Another way is to kind of laugh it off. And another way is to just move forward Unfortunately, we're not able to uh, just just ignore it, and we're not able to control it. And so it, it it does put us in a situation that forces us to recognize our own uh, fragility and our absolute dependence on God in this situation, which many many people are. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to be a Pollyanna about it. You know, I think. One of the things that people are doing is they're looking for a, a spiritual dimension to it. I, I think we can sort of be too, a little too uh, sentimentalized about it. But yeah. I really, it really does seem that that people are being driven to ask fundamental questions about life and eternity, and that really can only be a good thing. I agree. Sure. Yeah, I mean. To, it's a shame in many ways, right, that the churches are closed because after something like, you know, 9-11, of course, mm-hmm. the churches were filled where people were wanted to be in community. Yeah. They wanted to know more yeah. about God. I mean, and I do believe in many ways this could be the seeds of a national revival as we go through this. I mean, we've been talking about revival, revival for many a decade. Perhaps this is the exclamation point that puts things in motion. 
Well, it should at least make the church appreciate the church, church more. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, I have You're to. Right. Yeah, you know, you know. I mean, you, we've talked over the years. You know that I often have a kind of a love hate relationship with my experience with the church. Right. And there, there have been many times when I when I would go on a Sunday and I think, oh man, do I really have to go here? Right. And of course, now that I can't, I I feel deeply the loss of it. You know, and and it does really. Uh, in a in a good way, I think in a healthy way, it it reminds me how important even a disappointing community. Yes, is, you know? isn't that the truth? So. All the things that we used to get so irritated with, yeah, you'd give anything yeah. to be in the middle of. Right, right, exactly. That irritating person, you know, who sat next to you in church. Yes, you'd be so happy to see him <laughs> yes. tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe yeah. for a few minutes, John. Let's not no, get carried longer. away. Well, I'd well, be fine. Right. No, that's you're exactly right about that. It will if if things go back to normal, right. and, and you know, I think things will change. But if things go back to normal, you know, people say we will never be the same. Well, actually, we might be. <laughs> you know, right. I mean that's. That's it. I don't know whether it's—I don't know whether it's a kind of blindness or whether it's resilience. But we do have an amazing capacity, having gone through great trauma. To you know, once that eases out, we really do go back to normal. And so, I actually think that's probably a good thing. Yeah, John Kessler's with <laughs> us. John blogs daily at johnkessler.com. So, John, I mean. Talk to us now about Jesus, because I think, to me, that's the conversation that I get thirsty for. You know, I'm having this conversation, yeah. Kath, Mike, and I, we, you know, it's, but I think everybody, especially if you're leaning in towards Jesus, I need more Jesus in my life, whether I am the skeptic or the comedian or the, you know, disenfranchised. Uh, how are you processing yeah. Jesus throughout all this? Well, again, I went to one of my favorite uh, uh, writers for that. You know, when I was really wrestling with it, and uh, it's an uh, it's a it's pastor actually by the name of Helmut Thielich. He was a theologian and a pastor who lived in. Uh, he was a Lutheran pastor in Stuttgart, Germany, and he lived through the Nazi terror. He was a uh, he was a colleague of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and and he. You know, he watched his congregation go through this terrible time, and, and literally the church was bombed out while he was preaching. Members of his congregation died, and he preached in that period a really wonderful series of sermons on the Lord's Prayer. And I went to one in particular where he's, he makes this remarkable statement. He says, the sufferings of all the world converge in Christ. Mm-hmm. His eyes reach out to the farthest corners of the earth, wherever there is suffering. He hears the sobs of the lonely and those bereft of every tie of family and possessions. He's wounded by the dread of the dying and those in mortal peril. He hears the sighs of the prisoners behind their bars and electrically charged barbed wires. He bears upon his shoulders the cares that are cast upon him every hour and every minute from every square mile of the inhabited earth. And what and Tillich's message to his congregation in this desperate period was, look to Jesus. You know, as basic and as simple as that. And it was a reminder that in times of crisis like this, that's not a cliche. No. That and and all of the frustrations we feel. I mean, I think that a time of crisis like this it brings out the best in some people, and at some point it brings out the worst in all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it is a reminder that 
no matter how good things seem to us, we are still living in a world that's in bondage to decay, and that no matter how good we may think we are, we're not as good as we really think. It, it, it sh- this, this kind of experience shatters our denial, and it forces us to look to a Savior. Yeah. And I think, again, I think that's a good thing. That's, that's the only remedy. Dr. John Kessler is the former chair and professor of the Division of Applied Theology and Church Ministry at Moody Bible Institute. His latest book is Practicing the Present, The Neglected Art of Living in the Now. With only a couple minutes left, it's time for me to ask you, John, how you're doing living in the now. Yeah. You know, I'm just like everybody else, I think. I'm wrestling with my anxiety. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, uh, I think I'm, I don't, I don't know, I'm not clinically depressed, but I'm sad about yeah. the experience. Are you lonely, John? And, well, I have my lovely wife who's in confinement with me, so I'm a lot better off than many other people. Right. So, you know, I, I'm grateful for that. But, you know, we also, we feel being that sense of being cut, cut off from community. And I think, you know, practicing the present is not like a magic, it's just, Recognizing the reality of your situation, yeah. and also acknowledging that Jesus is there with you. That Jesus is—you're is, not going through that experience without being uh, under the eyes of heaven and in the mind of Christ. And He is at work in the world today. Amen. He's working in the midst of this situation. We can count on it. Yes. So, John, as you join us as a monthly guest, our prayer is this: that the next time we hear your voice that you, Kath, and I, Mike, all of our listeners here have weathered the storm, that God is with us, and we come back strong and healthy and flourish, and there is new growth on the vine. That's right. Amen. I believe it. I think that will be true. I do, too. That's John Kessler. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Always good to talk to him. He's a monthly guest of ours. Uh, We talked to him from Texas, and we imagine what it would be like to be, you know, in the warm, dusty climate and... But the bottom line is he's inside just like we he are. He is just, so that yeah. Matter. Right. If you're inside and it's dusty, you got time to clean it. <laughs> Could you clean my house? <laughs> no. Don't you love that feeling when you've just nailed your look? When someone you barely even know comes up to you and says, oh, I love that outfit. Where did you get it? That's how it feels to use Stitch Fix. They're a personal styling service. Tell them what you love and they send great clothes for you to try on at home. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands you love and the looks that make you feel great. Stitch Fix is convenient. Get everything delivered right to you. So you can try on new styles in the comfort of your own home. Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to fit your budget. There's no subscription required, ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you started nailing your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for women, men, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? 
then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. Most of the time, you have to choose convenience or value. Family Dollar is different. We're in your neighborhood, won't empty your wallet, and we've got the food, drinks, pet supplies, and household products you need. Stop in a Family Dollar today. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, considerable cloudiness with a shower and a low 40. Tomorrow, a shower in the area in the morning. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a high 51. Tomorrow night, clear with a low 33. Thursday, sunny and breezy with a high 53. Friday, mostly sunny with a high 58. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. The Word of God. Uh, It's our anchor. It's our source of wisdom and comfort and strength and truth. And the fact that there are so many around the world who have turned to a public reading of Scripture during these times is just, I don't know, we love it so much. So we decided we wanted to get on that train. And uh, today we're reading Psalm 6. And here we go. This is God's Word. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony, my soul in anguish. How long, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. No one remembers you when he is dead. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. Psalm 6. So, our encouragement to you is this. Read Scripture. Read it. Every day. Read it. Be part of this. Meditate in it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Just soak it in. Read scripture and then pray. Take a break. Come back. Ken Samples next, John. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the sickness of self. Oh, oh, you, you again. I feel like you're focused too much on, on you. <laughs> anyway, getting back to me. 
what they say. 101.5 WORD. The cross has been called the mightiest display of God's glory and the very center of the Christian faith. So how much do you know about what really happened at Calvary? Are you missing details that could enhance your worship and celebration this coming Easter? Find out in John MacArthur's series titled The Crucifixion Chronicle here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, they can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth, so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean, and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling. Remember, pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. Hey, ready to go? I sure am. My sleep has been great ever since I started treatment for sleep apnea. Well, nearly 30 million adults have it, including me. Now, let me guess. It was your snoring that gave it away? Oh, yes, it was. Intense snoring is one of the classic signs. Other signs include gasping for breath during sleep and daytime sleepiness. If untreated, the risk of heart disease and stroke increases. I didn't know that, but I'm glad to hear the treatment can help. Certainly can. To learn more about the warning signs, visit DefendSleep.com. Ken Samples is back with us from Reasons to Believe. Ken's a philosopher, a theologian, senior research scholar at Reasons to Believe, the author of several books, including Classic Christian Thinkers, Seven Truths That Changed the World, and God Among Sages. Hey, Ken, how are you today? Thanks for coming along. I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be with you. Ken, are you out in California? I'm out here in California, yeah, Southern California. Okay, tell us what it's like there. What kind of restrictions are you guys living with? Well, it's a pretty serious uh, shelter-in kind of lockdown uh, last couple weeks. Okay, good. Same here. That's how we are. Yeah. So, um, Ken, what about the experience? You know, there was an outbreak in California. Uh, Was it in the San Francisco area maybe three weeks ago? Has that calmed down? How's the state addressing that? 
Well, it's uh, that's right. There was a real spike uh, up in Northern California focused in San Francisco. Um, so much of the attention has been on New York, but it doesn't seem that California has blown up the way New York has. Mm-hmm. Although I saw I saw just today that there is an increase in uh, in uh, infections in Los Angeles. So we're, we're looking okay. carefully. So Ken, we're happy that you're with us because one of the things about this thing that we're living through is that I think for a lot of us, it forces us in many ways to take the focus off of ourselves and think of others, whether you're a mother or a father or, you know, you've got relationships. And, of course, we're going to take care of ourselves, but there are others that we love and the greater community. Um, this is an unusual time because generally we're singing the opera of me, 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 yeah? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, courage, I think, is not the absence of fear. All of us have a little bit of fear and anxiety, but courage, I think, is the idea that there are things more important than our own personal safety. And uh, God has a way in his sovereignty of allowing things to happen that uh, take attention away from ourselves, because I think, I think the fundamental sign of our original sin is selfishness. Okay, so back in the Garden of Eden, right? Things were perfect, and then they weren't because of selfishness. Yeah, I, I, I really do. You know, I've thought a lot about um, what's, what's the common element in all of our, our sinful condition. The, you know, the medieval Christian philosophers talked about the seven deadly sins, anger, envy, gluttony, greed, lust, and sloth. You know, when you look at those sins, it seems like the fundamental element, the difficulty we have in loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves, is that, that self. Thomas Aquinas, the great medieval Catholic philosopher, said that the, the sign of original sin is self-obsession. And I think we see it, I think, you know, in the fear of uh, maybe we're going through a difficult time, people, you know, hoarding toilet paper and everything they can get, or maybe young per- young people thinking, you know, you only live once, so go for all the gusto during spring break. I just think that that self-element is always there. Mm-hmm. The self-element is always there. I think the thing that's been gratifying to me, Ken, is looking around our area here in Pittsburgh and seeing how many people who are putting their needs behind the needs of somebody else in that, you know, people could be out all the time. People could be out of grocery stores. I mean, you know, you could be defying the order of the governor and going out and living your life. But I don't think it's just that people are afraid for themselves. I think people are concerned that this thing's going to get out of control and people who are really limited in their ability to withstand the virus aren't going to be able to. So I think there's some good news there. I think so. I think that, you know, again, difficult times give us an opportunity to think altruistically, to think about the welfare of other people. I mean, realize that Christians have faced issues like this many times before, going back to the Roman Empire, going back to the Middle Ages, the bubonic plague, uh, you know, even even uh, a century ago, ago with influenza, Christians started hospice centers, hospitals, places where they could provide meals. We can do that. We can give blood. We can check in on elders, give them a call. We can go shopping for people who are vulnerable. I think this gives us a great opportunity, and anything we can do to to turn our attention to others, again, is something I, I think all of us need as, as sinners. Yeah. 
So then talk to us, Ken, about this this other thing that we've lived through since the invention of the, the Internet and the web and the, the iPhone, which is this sickness of self, right? I mean, it, it's it's everywhere, and it you know doesn't – we talked to Chuck DeGroote last week, and he's got a brand-new workout about narcissism. Narcissism in the church. Yeah, about church leaders. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not church leaders. I mean, it's just everybody. We live in this narcissistic age. So in many ways, there's an opportunity here for us to sort of put what, on a different pair of glasses. Like, you mean like course correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. There's a wonderful quote by the Christian uh, mathematician scientist Pascal. He says that we find it hard to stay alone in our rooms. And I remember a study that was done a few years ago that college students would rather take a a shock than to give up their self. Yeah, I I remember that study. And it, it, you know, it it reminds me that. we live at a time where everything comes easy and there is a focus on us. But, you know, we, we ask, why does God allow this? Why does God allow that? But these, these are opportunities for us to grow in virtue, to be concerned about others, uh, to grow in, in the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. So, yeah, I see areas that are selfish, but just like you two, I see areas where people are really stepping up, my wife works in a hospital. I can tell you stories about, you know, the the frontline uh, caregivers. They are they're doing their very best to care for other people. Yeah. Oh, I bet they are. God bless those men and women who are on those front lines. I mean, I, you, you see them on television. And occasionally, one of them steps in front of it and does an interview, and you think they're so exhausted. How are they doing? I mean, talk about selflessness. That's the true essence of it all. Yeah, and I, you know, I was I was really heartened to hear these great American companies turning their factories, retooling them, uh, you know, to make medical goods and things of that nature. You know, I, I think I think when this passes, there's going to be many signs of of grace. American people are going to come together. People around the world are going to see, you know, how how tough we are and and how we can we can make our way through with the Lord's help. Mm-hmm. You know, what I witness now, it maybe is a different kind of toughness, Ken, but what I see in a lot of people, whether they're just strangers, as you know, if I see them walking my dog, you know, from the social distance safety zone, people saying hello to each other, there is an element, I believe, of tenderness that you are seeing in people's lives now, whether you love them or know them or not, that, you know, for a lot of people, we are so broken and so fearful that that facade of control or, you know, uh, order is somehow being stripped away. And I do see this brokenness, and in many ways it's beautiful. I, I think that's a, that's a great insight. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, I think one of the most important virtues in life is kindness. I mean, it's God's loving kindness that gives us salvation. And I think that we live in a world where there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of inner pain, you know, what philosopher said, most people live lives of... of quiet desperation. Of, of quiet desperation. And I think this gives us an opportunity to reach out to people, to reach into those secret lives and to, to share our concern for them. There's no greater virtue than loving kindness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ken, in the midst of all this, talk to us about your prayer life. How are things? Well, I'll tell you, it, you know, it's, I think it changes all of us. I, I realize that we're all in this together. I realize that, you know, it's, it's not just me that's worried about my, my family's health. 
not just me that's worried about the economic issues of life, that everybody is in that condition, not just in our great country, but, uh, but around the world. It's, it's, really, it's really broadened my prayer life. It, it's expanded from me, my family, my church, to my country, to people around the globe. We're all in this together. You know, our real identity are people who are made in the image of God. We're creatures of the good Lord. Mm, I'm into that. Ken, thanks for being with us today. Pleasure. You guys do a good job and keep up the good work. You do a good job. You do as well. Ken Samples is a philosopher and a theologian. He has a great passion to help people understand the reasonableness and relevance of Christianity's truth claims. No better time than today. Look for him online, Reasons to Believe. I am doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, and exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. Ouroldnumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy, there's nothing to install, no long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. He learned to pitch in your backyard. Now his team's coming over to celebrate their high school championship. So you need to patch those bare spots fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete. I can't believe you found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What, did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Family Fire. And we can't talk about the coronavirus all the time. 
You know, I mean, I, no, please. When you're when you're planning a show like this, you think, okay, so, and we've talked about this every single day for weeks and weeks and weeks that you want to talk about the virus because that's what we're all experiencing. Yeah, yeah. But then you want to talk about other things because you have to believe there's more to life than just this one item. Right. Anyway, it's a hard balance to strike. We're doing the best we can on our show. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook. We're streaming live, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can put your comments in there, your questions or whatever. But today, friends, we're talking celebrity birthdays. Celebrity birthdays. Okay, who doesn't love a celebrity birthday? Okay, so let's start with uh, Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman, uh, most yep. famous for? For Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. She was on Taxi, too, wasn't she? Oh, wait. Was she on Taxi? Yeah. Was she? I thought so. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. She was a minor character, okay. I believe. Yeah, All right. she, yeah, she was in Cheers. All right. Uh, your feelings. Do you have any? Do you have any passions one way or another? Well, she's married to Danny DeVito. She is, and they've been married, they've been married a long time. So I love them both. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she's one of those. You know, her character archetype is tough as nails. Don't mess around with me. I'm kind of abroad. That sort of thing. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Which I. Th- that's great. She hasn't done. Have I? I don't. No, I, I don't I, think, I think so. I've missed her career trajectory. A no, little bit. I, I think her career trajectory probably ended. You know, a couple of decades ago. Most okay. likely, probably because of her own choice. All right. That's my guess. So, did you like Cheers? Oh yeah. Did you? See, oh yeah. I never, oh, that's a great I, show. I never. What connected with that show? I'm always happy to see that show. Never connected, like, especially with that show. the early season with um, Diane. Uh, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Shelley. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the actress's name? Shelley Long. Yes. I mean, that, those early days, and you know, and Coach, fabulous. Yeah. Woody Harrelson after Coach went on. That's a great show. Yeah, see, That's a great ensemble. Mike, did you ever watch Norm. that? Norm. I mean, it's a great ensemble piece. But, Not really. Yeah. Not no, really. he's too young for now, that. I, I mean, I, I grew up with my parents watching it, but okay. I... You know, I mean, he watched the Andy Griffith show. It's not like he's I too did. young to have In watched Beverly Cheers. Hillbillies. Right. Oh, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I just Jet. never, it never, it never hit me. Okay. Okay. All right, so well, apparently, I, like uh, I don't know how true this is, but. Um, we'll say it anyway. Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're only on live radio. <laughs> Dr. Frazier Crane. Kelsey yeah. Grammer. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, um, they. <laughs> what? It's so funny. Say it anyway. <laughs> it's just funny how he says say it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Fraser Crane. So they they got that character from from Cheers. Yes, because he started on Cheers. Right? Yes. There you go. Okay. There you yeah, go. he was the he right? was somebody psychiatrist. Mm, yeah. Okay. And it was is that it. <laughs> I just wanted to see if that was actually true. Yes, or not. it is true. Yeah. It yeah. is true. I like when when characters start in one place and then end up in several oh, other sure. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Frazier was on another show. Right. It'll be our characters. We started here, <laughs> wound up in the unemployment line. <laughs> That's, and people go, isn't that funny how John and Kathy just transitioned together? <laughs> yeah, to you know why? Because I mean, so good. The problem is they're not funny. I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize how late their season ended. Mm-hmm. Oh, 93. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that it, I thought it ended in like late 80s. No, there was another show Frazier was on. It wasn't just Frasier and Cheers. There was a third one, I believe. It's like Rhoda. Remember, Rhoda started on the Mary Tyler Tyler Moore show, show, and then she had her own show. Right. There might have been a third jump there, too, as well. Anyway. Okay, how old do you think Rhea is today? She's oldie. Uh... (laughs) See, that's not okay. She's old. We're not saying it that way. (laughs) I am. Because I can. Because I am. Uh, I would say Rhea Perlman is 74. 72. 72. All right. Close, though. Ewan McGregor. I love Ewan McGregor. I think he's a fine, fine actor. Really? Yeah. I think he's really an excellent actor. One of my favorites. What? Mm-hmm. 
That seems random to me. Okay, what 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 do you love you and McGregor in? What are like some of the roles that you have enjoyed? Well, you know what I one of these movies and uh, this is kind of funny. You ever see the film Moulin Rouge? Uh, I hated that film. Well, I love that movie. <laughs> I I really that's a really fun. I, I it's really interesting to me. It was disturbing to me in its hmm. brightness and darkness and. Flashing lights and things. Flashing lights. What, what, you think it I don't like think some, I'm. It wasn't a psychological test. You weren't being imprisoned or tortured or anything, were you? Hey, turn off Moulin Rouge. I can't stand it anymore. There was a lot turn happening in the film. I think we all know that. I would say I made it maybe 15 minutes in. Oh, oh, wow. wow. I'm not a okay. Nicole Kidman fan either. Okay, so this is someone. I'm going to protest because I hate those guys, but I don't really know it. I really haven't watched it or care about it, but I don't like it, and I'm going to tell you about it. It doesn't mean anything, Kath. That was just as hollow as all, you know, you little well, as hollow as chocolate you, Easter bunny. As hollow as you picking up my compost bin. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. Anyway, uh-oh. okay, so did you, you get a test did, here, he, did he star in that? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. With her. Yes. Okay. Pretty and good it. voice, too. Yeah. I, I like you. I think if you looked at his his body of work, he's a really interesting okay. actor. He's a That's Jedi. All. He is a Jedi. Jedi. Was he? Boom. Okay. Yes, he is, man. Of course he uh, is. Train spotting? Mm, you already yeah. mentioned Star Wars. Um, yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Land of Sometimes. I don't really know. It. Doctor Sleep. Mm. I liked. Uh, Christopher Robin. I heard a lot of people really liked that film. Mm. Wasn't he years ago in uh, Great Expectations with Gwyneth Paltrow? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I think he was. Yeah, okay. That was a really disturbing right. film. You think so Moulin Rouge he? was disturbing. How old do you think he is? Uh, he's, um, he's no spring chicken, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 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 he's what 50 he's 49 okay last but not least uh-huh. and i've saved this one because he's my favorite out uh, of the three say no more please christopher walken yes. oh my god oh my god fabulous oh one of the all-time I greats love him. one of the all-time greats oh. i absolutely love him how about christopher walken on saturday night live hilarious oh more cowbell how about him he's a dancer he's, he's a dancer he's oh, a terrific dancer fabulous, fabulous i never knew he was a dancer until you made me watch him dance one yeah. day and i thought what in the world and is he he's as wonderful. dark as a guy you're gonna he, find he could he is so disturbing mm-hmm. okay let's talk about favorite christopher walken roles there are a lot to pick from okay i would say christopher walken first came into prominence into stardom because of what happened here in western pennsylvania what do you mean the deer hunter Oh, which yes. was filmed here locally, right? And when you see Christopher Walken playing Russian roulette mm. in Vietnam, that was a that is a very very oh disturbing gosh. scene. Yeah, film yeah. era mm-hmm. everything. It wasn't Cheers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Norm, no, sure. it wasn't. It that. sure wasn't. No. All right, so is that a favorite? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, dear. Um, a, a big favorite of mine is uh, at close range. Hmm. Christopher Walken and Sean Penn. Man, that's a really... Really? What? It's okay. a story about... Christopher Walken plays Sean Penn's uh, father. And Christopher Walken... Oh, wait. Does this have to do with a car? Uh, yes. Yeah. They, uh, live, they yes. live like... In, I remember this. In the yeah. rural, like, you know, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, somewhere there. And Christopher Walken is a thief. He steals, you know, farm equipment, and he's like, you know, a massive kind of. He's got a gang of like farm gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I either saw this or oh, wanted to see this. That it's sounds a really familiar. great movie. A lot of great tension. And Sean Penn is a young kid, and that duality of Sean Penn loving his dad, wanting to please his dad, but then seeing the horror of his dad as well at close range. Okay, how about this? Hmm. 
He starred nineteen. I had to look up the year nineteen ninety one. A miniseries with Glenn Close for PBS called Sarah Plain and Tall. Really, it's a three part story. Uh, a famous book by uh, Patricia McLaughlin about a woman who lives in Maine and becomes a mail order bride for Christopher Walken, who's living in the middle of the Dust Bowl. He's lost his wife, and oh. he has two kids. He's desperate, sad, and really? miserable, and she becomes his mail-order bride, and they have to figure out how to survive oh, in Kansas. What if that's streaming? It, I don't know, but Sarah he and Tall. is so outstanding really? in this. Okay. I just loved it. One of the loved greatest it. sight gags in movie history is Christopher Walken and Woody, Woody Allen in Annie Hall. I've never seen Annie Hall. <laughs> well, it's fabulous. And and Christopher Walken alone in his bedroom confessing to Woody Allen, and then the next scene is the reality of what has taken place. It is the I laugh out loud even thinking about <laughs> really? it. Really? Yeah, it's really excellent. All right, how old do you think he is? Uh, he is seventy-seven. Yes. Yeah, he Christopher is. Walken. He's seventy-seven because he's excellent. Long live Christopher Walken. And the only prescription. The smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. death toll from the coronavirus has climbed past 3,500. That eclipses China's official count. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo reports that deaths in New York State rose more than 300 from the day before, reaching about 1,550, mostly in New York City. Marriott says guest names, loyalty account information, and other personal details may have been accessed in the second major data breach to hit the company in less than two years. The world's largest hotel company says approximately 5.2 million guests may have been affected. U.S. home price growth showing signs of acceleration in January before the coronavirus outbreak caused millions of job losses. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller 20-City Home Price Index rose 3.1% in January from a year ago. This is SRN News. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Fears Nechawade with Principal Office in Dallas, Texas is responsible for the content in this ad. Attention women, if you or a loved one used talcum powder for at least four years and were then diagnosed with advanced stages of ovarian cancer or metastatic ovarian cancer before the age of 75, listen closely. You may be entitled to substantial compensation. Call 800-991-4422. Time is limited to file a claim and we'll have to pull your medical records. You must have been diagnosed with ovarian cancer within the last 10 years. You need an attorney on your side fighting for your rights. Call 800-991-4422. One of the leading manufacturers of talcum powder has been ordered to pay millions of dollars in claims to the families of women who died of ovarian cancer. If you or a loved one used talcum powder for at least four years and were diagnosed with advanced stages of ovarian cancer or metastatic ovarian cancer that moved to other organs within the last 10 years, don't wait. Call 800-991-4422. That number again, 800-991-4422. Call 800-991-4422. Call right now. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. It's a different kind of pandemic. I'm referring to the left's attack on free speech. The attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media, online, and at your place of work. If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. 
But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now, you can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's nosafespaces.com. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What have the children eaten today? Solo tomates con tortilla. Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Or give online at wordfm.com. Tonight, considerable cloudiness with a shower in a low 40. Tomorrow, a shower in the area in the morning. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a high 51. Tomorrow night, clear with a low 33. Thursday, sunny and breezy with a high 53. Friday, mostly sunny with a high 58. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was saying, not you, the hymn is God. Not you. Oh, no, not me. What no, are you saying? No, me? No, I'm not, not saying it. Say it. Nobody knows I'm saying it's not, it's not you. No, rely Hi. on him. Welcome to The Ride Home. Mm-hmm. I'm Kathy Emmons. This is John Hall. Greetings. For those of you listening on Terrestrial Radio, you're wondering what the heck we're talking about. Uh, we hold up signs at the beginning of each hour on our Facebook live stream. You can mm-hmm. watch the show happen uh, on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy and... We had this, I was holding up this sign and said, rely on him. And then all of a sudden I thought maybe, are people thinking I'm talking about John? You lost people long long ago on that one. Hmm. Uh, rely on him. Anyway, hey, welcome to the show. It's a five o'clock hour. Okay. Um, have you, Kath, have you, Mike, been talking to people that perhaps would not be part of your normal circle? All the time. Don't you love this? I'm really trying to do it every day. Um, I'm very bad about talking on the phone, simply because we talk so much to each other. You mean talking? (laughs) You guys wear me the heck out by the end of the day. What? Um, So I'm just not a good person to talk on the phone. I I have a hard time with that. But I'm getting better in this era. Yeah, Yeah, because I think a lot of people, a personality type or an age type, needs to talk on the phone right if you're especially now yeah if you're if you're 60 or older you grew up on the telephone right i mean the phone booth was for a lot of people home base 
or Saturday night hanging out, you know, on just talking, talking, talking. I mean, I, I love the phone. I miss the phone conversation. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So how has that changed in this pandemic era? Well, you know what? I, I despise texting. I despise it so much. I didn't know you. You text me about sixty times a day. I know, but you know, you know why I despise it. I think is because I'm, you know, I'm not texting with two thumbs. Well, that's because you. I don't know, Mike. <laughs> Mike, how I'm can not, we help him? I'm, I don't I'm doing, understand. I'm doing this. How? <laughs> did, did, I like. I, I see it, people. I see people do this. They're, do, they're doing this, and I'm going. Oh, I can't do yeah. that. I can't. I can't. Do, it's true because when John, when you're texting me, yeah. there's three little uh, you know that, that yeah. icon that pops up. Mm-hmm. What icon? Oh, that takes forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, he must be writing a novel. Oh, I am. And then he texts me. It's like four words, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which he's is like, ironic. He's using one finger. Thinking, I, Mike, of how much he texts. Yeah, I mean, his whole life happens on that phone. I know. You'd think he would just sit down and master the thumb no, thing. I, it's like I don't even think about it. It's quite not honestly. rocket science. It's be so far. I'm like, I, I'm not even. I just the thumb thing. I just can't do okay, it. Okay, no, this is what's even weirder. Pull out your phone. How do you utilize your phone? Just you like if you're going to send me a text, what are you doing right now? I pick it up and do this. Okay. Now, what's weird about this, if you're watching online, yeah. is that John is about to. To write a text to me with his right hand. Yeah. But you're left-handed. Mm-hmm. So why are you doing I that? I don't know. Things get confused. I'm telling you, my brain is not wired for this thing. I am left-handed, but I have to use... This is... this is <laughs> Hi. Speak speak to the world here now. Please, better send a text to Kath you know, instead of doing this thing. It kind of reminds me... When I was a kid, I played a lot of pinball. But these are the pinball fingers. Boy, if I could just text with my pinball fingers for the flippers... I'd be fine. Flippers. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, I feel flippers. like it's it's not that I want to do you be, do this? Yeah. Yes. With my thumbs? Do I text with my thumbs? Do you? Yes. Wait. Is it is it just an age thing? I think it's a you thing. No, I don't think so. It's, def- it's definitely a John thing. Does our audience? I mean, I bet you people right now on Facebook. Are people on Facebook? Can you tell us? All right. Are you using the finger right. if you're or wa- are you using if the If you're thumbs? watching the stream on Facebook, I would love for you to weigh in and tell me how you oh. utilize your phone. Because if you're oh. – I don't I, 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 I don't know what to say. I would much prefer to pick up the phone and go, hey, buddy, how you doing? Now, Instead I, of doing this. I do have to say, yeah. I, I have been using just my thumb. I think I've been hanging out with John too much. you yeah. using just I, your thumb? Yeah, a I've thumb. been using just my thumb. thumb. Instead, well, I used to use two thumbs, you know. Mm-hmm, right. Now, You've rubbed off on me. Well, sometimes, strangely enough, I use like if, if I have if I'm if I'm you know trying to activate something, yeah. I end up using for some reason the middle finger on my right hand. I don't know why I do that. I never use my index finger That's on good. my phone. Yeah. I never do that. So maybe there. I don't know. There are all sorts of people weighing in right now. I can't even keep up with all the comments. I would okay. Eric uses one thumb. One thumb. Okay. My sister cannot use her thumbs and has tried. See? God bless her. Holly, <laughs> okay. I love you. Uh, Rebecca says, my husband uses his index finger and it drives me crazy. I want to grab his phone from him and just say, tell me what you want to say and I'll send it. That's good. Tony uses one finger. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Thank you. Okay. There's, there's more. Uh, okay. Nancy uses her forefinger. Okay. Mm-hmm. See? I wonder if it's an age thing. So wait, Troy, I said that. Troy uses swipe and he talks into it. Oh, yeah. I don't mind uh, that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, boy, you got to make a lot of allowance for that, don't you? Yeah. I'm, what's, I'll send you, you know, well, I don't know. Just, what's it like, hey, Siri? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I do that all the time. Hey, Siri, send Kath a message. And I'll go, hey, Kath, this is John. Well, no, the swipe thing is like you, you drag your finger to spell the word on your phone. Oh, I've never done that. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Okay, okay send so you a now Siri's oh, sending I sent you a text. First time, we're like literally inches apart from each other. I'm sending you a text. And we've got 50,000 watts of radio. Okay. Patty she says she uses work. one thumb. Thank Sherry you, says no thumbs. I can't do it. She hunts and pecks with the finger. Why See, are all, God bless what, you. People, it's no, no. not hard to learn. Kath, if you can't do it, you can't do it, right? Okay. Thank you. Rebecca says it's not an age thing. I'm 56 and I use my thumb. Oh, it's an age thing. I don't think huh. it is. Not for Rebecca. All right. Nope. She's happy with it. Anyway, the original point is... What was the point? The point was, depending upon who you're talking to, I try to pattern myself after what I think that person would oh. engage with okay. in a communication style. Okay. So for my buddies, my buddy Bob, I know I'm going to call Bob on the phone. You and Mike, I'm texting forever. <laughs> uh, my kids oftentimes, much to their dismay, I, I want to FaceTime. Which mm. they do not want to do that. Last thing they want to see is my old mug pop up on their screen. I mean, I, I think people are doing that now. Yeah. I think that that's a, a sensitive thing to do. And I think you're absolutely right. I'm a sensitive guy, Cam. <laughs> sensitive. I'm sensitive. I mean, let yeah, me type that. Except you let can't me type that. Use like, two me... thumbs on your phone. I am sensitive. Oh, four yeah. years later and get the text. <laughs> Coming up next. I'm very. Glad we're going to be welcoming someone else into this conversation. Jay Slocum, he's going to talk about a world in need of restoration. If you've ever known anyone who can restore an old thing, it is this man. And we're going to have an update on Cass' compost pile next. (laughs) I'm excited about my compost pile. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA, there's so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. So, yeah, things are a little weird right now. So at Word FM, we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life. Inspiration will not be canceled. Conversations will not be canceled. The good news of Jesus will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. Use your smart speaker to stay connected. That's a smart choice. 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. In business today, being ready is more challenging than ever. 
As you work to keep your doors open and employees and customers protected, Cintas is here to help. Our trucks can deliver essential supplies like soap, microfiber towels, disposable gloves, paper towels, toilet tissue, and safety glasses. We can even sanitize your restrooms. We'll serve you with the speed and dedication you need. Learn how Cintas can help your business stay ready at Cintas.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Don't you love it when you have an old piece of furniture or something, you know, that is funky, but you look at it and you think, man, I, I can make something out of this. I can I can restore this and bring it back to something that's really beautiful and useful. It's my favorite thing. It really is. I've got a couple. I've got a, a desk in my house that I did that with years ago that I look at that and think, I brought that down. You know, when you strip furniture down, mm-hmm. you make it brand new. It's just fabulous. People who do that for a living or people who do that as a great passion for a hobby. It's a wonderful thing. It sure is. I love it. Pastor Jay Slocum is with us from the Made to Flourish Network. He's one of those people. He truly is. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Johnny Kathy, how are you? We're what? hanging in there, Jay. What about you? Your perspective on things here in Pittsburgh? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, in Blonox right now. I'm pulled into an empty church parking lot. I got my eyes closed so I can imagine myself sitting right on the other side of you. I think good. this is the We're, first time I've not been in the studio with you guys over the last 13 years. I have to tell you, I think it's really terrible. We have your chair here, and I want you to know, should we light a candle on it, Jay? So we can, like... <laughs> that would be good. That would be very Anglican of you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, incense are available after you leave. Yeah. Only after you leave. All right, so talk about the beauty of restoring old things, Jay. This is something you do every day. Yeah, so I had an incense... Uh, today, where one of my new employees um, picked up a, a head badge, which is on a bicycle, mm. and these, there's a whole a history of craftsmanship on badges that people put on bicycles. So I had this head badge from a Hawthorne, and uh, my employee said, $27. How could anybody pay $27 for that? So we had this really rich conversation, and I told him the story of my grandmother, who was a a Lithuanian immigrant. She came to to New York through Ellis Island when she was a little girl in the 1920s. And she lived through the Depression. She was, you know, forced out of Lithuania. And her name was Vincentia. And when she got to Ellis Island and she went through the immigration uh, line, the clerk said, you can't have that name in America. You're going to get teased. That's a boy's name. They're going to call you Vincent. And my grandmother didn't know how to speak English, so the lady named her Alice. So that was my grandmother, Alice, what? and she was this, yeah, she was this wonderful woman. She had this; she was always humming and singing, and she had this sing-songy voice. And she ran an antique business uh, about seventy-four miles from the Empire State Building what? in an old carriage house that my grandparents restored. And so we had visitors from New York City. Uh, coming up to, to antique in our little antique shop all, all through my childhood. 
And I have a memory of my grandmother holding up an old sweater and my little, my older sister saying, that's disgusting, you should throw it out. And my grandmother saying, in the sing-songy voice, oh, look at it, it's super duper. Oh, there's that little, that little bit of brocade that somebody embroidered. Oh, we could cut that out and we could just, we could just do something so special with it. Nice. This is my grandmother, right? Alice. Super duper. Alice. Yeah, super duper. Alice's pastime barn was the name of her. Oh, wow. Oh, that's one. I never knew that, Jay. So you come by this thing, honestly. It's in your blood. So, yeah, it's in my blood. And so I told him that story, and that's exactly what he said. He said, it's in your blood, Jay. It's in your blood. But, you know, there was a time I almost lost that kind of sensibility of doing restoration as a pastor you spend so much of your time on a computer or thinking or writing or speaking or sitting and listening to people, and, and you, you almost lo- forget to lose the ability to use your hands. You know, you lose that. Yeah. I mean, and, and at the, the center point of the church, that's the business they're in, right? It is restoration for all of us. We really are. You know, when when an Anglican pastor makes his vows, he, he uh, vows to cure the soul and care for the city. And those are two huge restoration kind of impulses. But in 2013, I think you remember, I, I slipped a disc in my neck yeah. and was really injured. Sure. And uh, my, my therapist said, you can either take disability and be off for six months, or you can start working standing up with your hands. And I said, well, I think for a living, I'm going to do that. So I went back to the bench and started restoring furniture and bicycles. And I, I the funny story of that is I remember taking something apart. I don't remember what it was, but it was on my bench. I took it apart and I did it wrong. And I reached for my keyboard to use control Z, which is the (laughs) undo. undo. (laughs) And I literally reached for undo in my head and physically I thought, Oh, I'm in trouble. I got to, I got to get out of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. So Jay, Isn't that, wild? that is awesome. In the early days of that, whenever you went from, and of course you're you're always and still a thinker first and foremost. But when you made that transition of a, that living from a thinker to a restorer, was there something? What was that first thing that caught your attention, and you thought, "I see it. I see the diamond in the rough," and there was a journey that happened. Yeah, so what really happened for me, I remember as a pastor on my day off, I would feel so much joy just taking the garbage out because there was a beginning and an end. Mm -hmm. And when you're loving people and you're caring for a whole congregation for a living, sometimes you never see something. You might not see it until glory. You know, you might not see a person's transformation. Sometimes you get lucky and, or you have somebody that comes in and you, and you hear about it. But oftentimes the pastor, and in all of our lives, we don't see a physical transformation take place. But for me, when I would restore a piece, a piece of furniture, a dresser, an old chair, or I'd upscale something, or I'd get a bike from the way it was to the way it should be, I started really realizing and have such a joy that I was participating in God's bringing God's kingdom because we know that that word shalom is a word that means peace, but it's not a passive kind of peace with your your two fingers in the air. It's a it's the way the world ought to be, and I I, I was able to take things like dressers or 
bicycles. And in a period of time, from a beginning to an end, I was able to see them as they ought to be, not as they are. Mm -hmm. And that just brought, it still, it brings so much joy to my soul because I do believe that that's what God wants. He, He wants to do that with the world. It's why he sent his son into the world to be one of us, not to just switch a button and make everything right. But he physically wanted to come into the world to repair it and restore it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, it's a beautiful sensibility. I, w- I would encourage everyone to, during this time when people are, are inside more and um, I'm, re- I'm realizing that I, I, why I don't like cats, um, you know, I, during this time. Why Well, they're inside a lot. They socially distance from us, and they're constantly cleaning themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that those, those are things that you could admire <laughs> yeah. instead of disdain, no, Jay. No, just something for you to think of. Some people are cat people. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why the world needs both you and me, Jay. Uh, we're talking to Jay Slocum yeah. from the Made to Flourish Network about the world in need of restoration. Jay, uh, online this morning, Time Magazine released an article by N.T. Wright that is short mm. and beautiful and mm. thought-provoking and everything that, of course, you know, based on the fact that he wrote it, what it's like. Um, yeah. But the, one of the things he said in it that really struck me is he said Christianity doesn't doesn't step into a situation like a pandemic to explain it. Christianity doesn't have an explanation. What Christianity has is lament. And one of the one of the factors in lament is that God himself is doing it. That it's not just us. So what does it mean for the world? What would it mean for you as a believer if you imagined that God himself is lamenting over the situation we have. Now, that brings to mind so many things, you know, like, so is God not all-powerful? Because if he's if he's so sad about it, he could do something about it, and he chooses not to. I mean, there's all sorts of questions that are unanswerable. But the thing it brought me back to is the fact that God wanted so much to restore the world. And it all began with his lament over our distance, over our sickness, over our sadness. If he wouldn't have had that lament, he wouldn't have come. Mm. You know, it's so true. I, I remember when I was a youth minister, the eighth grade boy would always come to me, you know, kind of very, very sensitive to video games and, and three chances and it's over. And he would come to me with this really a, a, a real problem, a kind of existential problem. And he would say, I don't get it. Why didn't God just press reset and start everything over? Why didn't he just nuke everything and start over? And that's from that's from living in a world where you get three chances and then you get to push restart, you know, but it's a disembodied world, the world of video games. And so I, I, I remember having inviting a, mostly boys who went into the video games and having them go out to breakfast with me and talking about the fact that, you know, that would mean you and I uh, annihilated and God is not somebody who is distant from the game. He is with us, and it's it's more like, um, you know, you got lost and your dad's searching for you. That's the better picture of what uh, what our situation is, rather than this being a big game that you you have this cosmic player who decides to reset everything. And so that really um, is. I'm not sure that the eighth grade boy really got it. Um, 
I don't know, but um, I do know that when you read the, the Old and New Testament, you have a God that makes a covenant with his people. Um, he actually says, if you don't fulfill your end of a bargain, um, I'm not going to cut you off. I'm actually going to take the responsibility to make sure the bargain is completed by paying the penalty and paying the cost. Yeah. So, you know, he has a, he has a, a people who won't rest. He won't, they won't rest the land. They won't rest themselves. They're 24, seven, 365 for 400 years from uh, 10, you know, a thousand BC to, to 587 BC. And he finally sends them into exile. And one of the things he says, is he says, uh, in Isaiah, he says, you, you refuse to Sabbath, you refuse to rest, you refuse to, to allow the world to heal by ceasing, and now I have to, I have to bring you into exile, um, not so I can annihilate you, but so I can have you back as my people. Jay Slocum's with so us. I, Sorry, Jay, go yeah, ahead. So yeah. I, yeah, so I think this is an opportunity, I personally think this is an opportunity for us to, to yes, lament, to see God in it, and uh, I believe also perhaps this is a time for us to heal. Yeah. I mean, it's a, we've been waiting for a time like this, right? People always say, whenever I have time, I'm going to do this or do that. Well, now we're forced to do it. So uh, to heal, to restore, and that relationship to restore, whether it's with spouses or siblings or old friends or Jesus himself, this there's ample opportunity if we're so inclined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much so. Jay, thank you for being with us today. We miss your presence in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, I miss you all. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. That's Jay Slocum from the Made to Flourish Network. He's a man who knows how to restore an old thing. He sure does. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, you look for Jay on the web. Yeah. You can find him on Facebook, online, um, Bike Whistler, on yep. Instagram. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. They blow into town with the wind rain and hail out of town storm chasers going door to door often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners if you've had damage to your roof windows siding or gutters and downspouts you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge just be careful who you call visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers with over 50 years in home remodeling windows are us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs siding gutters and downspouts doors and, of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. 
unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes. A lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit LaunchConsulting.io to learn more. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives and restore sight and health for many more. Sign up right now online as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, considerable cloudiness with a shower and a low 40. Tomorrow, a shower in the area in the morning. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a high 51. Tomorrow night, clear with a low 33. Thursday, sunny and breezy with a high 53. Friday, mostly sunny with a high 58. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. On Saturday night, I decided, no, it was Friday night, I decided to give some business to one of our favorite takeout places in the North Hills, the Royal Myanmar, which is a Burmese restaurant um, in uh, Westview. And I love the people there. And when I walked in and saw them, there were two women, I said, how are you doing? And they both said, we are very afraid of the virus. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sure you are, but I just want you to know I'm going to keep on coming here as long as I possibly can. I thought they were both going to hug me, except that, of course, there was social distancing. But they were so grateful that I was there. Um, There was an article today in the Wall Street Journal called A Smart Guide to Restaurant Takeout. And it says a couple things that I think might be interesting to you. Um, First, is it still safe to order in? The short answer, according to the Wall Street Journal article by Elizabeth Dunn, yes. Mm -hmm. Research on COVID-19 is in its early stages, but according to guidance from the CDC, there's no evidence it can be transmitted through food. Um, So that now the truth is nothing is hazard free at this point, right? Donald Schaffner, professor of food science at Rutgers University and an expert, John, on micro, no, microbial food safety said the risks of not eating though still outweigh the risks of eating <laughs> that's good that's good okay, advice. you might want to write that out and put it on your refrigerator oh, i don't need a reminder anyway okay so the thrust of the article is that maybe you should branch out a little bit and look at different and new places that are offering delivery takeout options mm-hmm. that you didn't know about or subscribe to before. Yeah. Okay, So it talks about how the pandemic is reshaping food delivery and all sorts of places that used to be fine dining restaurants are now doing 
hoagies or people that really? used yeah people that used to be just a pizza joint are expanding to all sorts of other things because they're seeing that there's a new market and they want to try to take advantage I of see. it. Have you done Grubhub? Have you done that sort of I've thing? I've never done Grubhub. Neither have I. Mike, uh, have you done Grubhub? I've never done a Grubhub. No, my okay. kids do Grubhub. Do they? My kid, my kid will like you know, hang out with his buddies. I'll go, what'd you guys eat? He goes, we did Taco Bell Grubhub. Oh, no, come on. Seriously. How hard is it to go to Taco Bell yourself and sit know, in the drive-thru? Come on. I'd totally use it. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt Weingarten, <laughs> uh, chief culinary officer of the fast food casual chain Dig, has spent more than two years developing a delivery-only only menu for the brand. And he's got some advice, and I think it's good. Are you ready? Mm. To maximize your experience, avoid ordering anything that's meant to arrive crispy or crunchy, like mm. a grilled cheese sandwich or fries or something, as they will always become soggy by the time they get to right, you. Right. So forget that. And it's never going to crisp up again. If you put it under the broiler, forget it. It's not right. going to re-enliven it. But he says cold dishes like salads and sandwiches, excellent options. Mm-hmm. Also, soups, John, stews, curries, braised meats, and steamed items all ideal for delivery. Okay, so you, you don't want to order dumplings. Are dumplings fried? Fried dumplings. Okay. Don't you love a well, fried dumpling? Mm. I've never had a fried dumpling, but I love. But listen to me. I love. I love the steamed dumplings from Nikki's Thai. Oh, yeah, steamed. They're in fine. this like ginger soy yeah, sauce, that's good. and he's saying that they're steamed. They'd be excellent. Oh, okay. For delivery, steamed are fine. Mm-hmm. But boy, those fried dumplings. Mm. Do you dip those in sauce? Oh yes, you do. A sweet and sour sauce. Whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Soy sauce or what you know. Soy sauce. Now, now the the dumplings at Nikki's are small. They're like this big. Oh, these are you know I'm saying like these this. are larger. Give me one of those. Mm-hmm. Give is me that 10 of those. is that a Chinese thing? I guess so. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. An Asian thing. Right? Okay. Whether it's Thai, right? But my dumplings are small. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So maybe like once a week or once every couple of weeks. Would it be great to? I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. I went to my favorite pizza place on Sunday, Pizza Italia, Liberty Avenue in Bloomfield. Very nice. I love Danny and Johnny and Rick and the guys there. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to walk in. The place was mobbed. Not with I'm people, sure. but with business. And it's the local guys you want to support, I think. Of, of course. course. The big chains are fine, but local's better. 101.5 WORD gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness? Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's 
book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800-741-5929. We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800-741-5929. Pandemic. Market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Sometimes I think I'm swimming in all of the social media. What my husband calls it, medicine via Facebook. Mm, that's which, dangerous, right? It's totally dangerous yes. because it's people who think they know something, willing to enlighten the general public, and it usually ends up being wrong. Right. So everyone's trying to self-diagnose. I hate that. So with COVID nineteen, um, it feels as though we're on the cusp of. A tsunami about to hit uh, Western Pennsylvania. I don't know how you feel about this, but that's just my take on this. But we've invited a medical doctor who is here locally, a friend of ours, Dr. Richard Zimmerman. Uh, Richard has over 200 publications on vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases. He's led multiple federally federally funded research projects on vaccines, practiced part-time in the inner city of Pittsburgh for over 25 years at East Liberty Family Health Center, and he's with us live today. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Oh, hey, good to be here. It's good to be here with my uh, epidemiology hat on. Good, good. We'll take your epidemiology hat because it's certainly a lot better um, than ours. So, Rick, let's talk about transmission first of the virus. I think we all know about washing our hands. I think we all know about social distancing. Um, What about masks? What about what happens after someone has actually had the disease? Sure. First of all, as an infectious disease epidemiologist, I think of respiratory viruses hitting people in one of three routes. The first route, and you can see this a little bit if you can imagine uh, taking a rock and throwing it into a pile of snow, you see some of the snow fly up in little flakes. Um, and other pieces are going to fall on the ground in more clumps. It's similar um, with respiratory viruses. If you have a sneeze with some viruses, they suspend in the air like measles. 
that fortunately is not the case with COVID. COVID is more of the large droplets. So those occur when you cough or sneeze with people in about two yards of where you're at. Those large droplets, they're infectious. Um, and actually, if you do a throat swab several days into someone with COVID, they actually have 70 million Yes, 70 million copies of that virus that you can find in the throat swab, and that's one of the real problems. So um, the other is, and you've mentioned this about hand-washing, it's the transmission by hand-to-hand and hand-to-face. And that's a, when you're coughing out potentially 70 million copies, it's easy to contaminate a doorknob, a piece of some article, and then to pass it on to someone else, or they come and open the door after you. So uh, masks, not always the best. Um, They will help against the large droplets, and I have no problem with people wearing a surgical mask, but the N95 masks that are such demand have to be closely fit around the nose. There's actually a special testing procedure to make sure that you're wearing an N95 mask correctly. If you're not, it's no better than a surgical mask. And so I would ask for the sake of the healthcare workers out there, um, use the standard mask if you're going to use a mask. Leave the N95s for those who have the appropriate fit testing and really need that high level of protection because they're in a a hospital room or another place where there are aerosols, like occurs with measles, um, from some special procedure. But let's save the, the other masks for the things. It's fine to use the surgical masks. So, Dr. Zimmerman, uh, for the vast majority of people here in western Pennsylvania, this, uh, this coronavirus, the COVID-19, in many ways, is still a, um, a, a, rea- a distant reality. Uh, we're holding it at harm, arm's length. But uh, we know it's coming. Can you talk about what that is going to look like and perhaps how soon we can expect this? Um, Well, I think it's clearly here. The county health department has reported 325 cases from the last time I looked at their website and 51 hospitalizations, two deaths. Um, We first saw the case that I'm aware of in my research studies in early March, um, and I've seen a lot of the concentration in the region is occurring in the city and to the north suburbs. Of course, all the suburbs are are somewhat affected, but it's mostly been in the the city itself and extending north. Um, The... Timing is really hard to predict, except that more is coming, and we hope that we can flatten the curve. You've probably heard of flatten the curve, but I don't know how many people know what that means. No, I'm not quite sure. (laughs) And it comes from the idea of an epidemic curve. Uh, Each year in my flu studies, we, uh, or CDC, will plot with us the time on an x-axis and the number of cases on the y-axis, and these then counts by day um, or counts by week is what forms an epidemic curve. And they typically go up and then they fall off. Uh, a typical flu curve would start in December and fall off in, uh, fe- at the end of February or March, depending on the season. So the higher that peak is, the more likely it's to overwhelm the health system. And that's what's really concerning about what's happening in New York and as well as in California. The peak has gotten too high. They cannot handle it. Some of the projections I'm hearing is if the social distancing continues and works in our region, 
we may be able to handle the surge. It is coming and probably coming in the next month, um, but we may, by when it hit us and by the social distancing, avoid the peak being so high that we overwhelm the medical system. I see. So generally, I mean, I'm sure there's no hard numbers, but will most people, will half of the population, I mean, you know, what are the, uh, the, the, the numbers that we would get this or not? Well, that's a good question, and a lot of it uh, depends. In the 2009 pandemic of flu, we had more than one wave. And so one of the things that's the sobering for your listeners and for me is this may not just be one wave. We may have a wave now, and we may have another wave in, Lord only knows, nine months, six months. Um, But I would be almost expect a second wave to occur. Um, it's only when we get a vaccine that's effective or else uh, the vast majority of the population protected that we'll be able to stop this. To give a sense of the infectiousness of this, there's a term that we in the epidemiology circle use called the basic reproduction number. And the idea is um, what, how many people, if I'm infected, how many do I infect? And you have to have a number at least one, usually a little higher than one, for something to propagate and to continue to infect the audience. So flu is typically about 1.3. COVID's double at 2.6. So that ought to give everyone double the infectiousness yeah. of seasonal flu. That's things. Yeah. The good news is that Wuhan, China, cut that in half by their travel restrictions and social distancing. Hmm. And it went from the Diamond Princess cruise from 15, one person infecting 15 other in a cruise ship things, to two, one person infecting two, by their onboard isolation and quarantine. And of course, there's not that many places you can go on a cruise ship to be quarantined, but it does make a difference. And this is something that I, I want people to know that you really can make a difference. Um, we want to flatten that curve. And really, social events, schools, churches need to close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need social distancing. And if people are sick, they need to stay home. You know, and I, the biblical part of that, Deuteronomy 22.8, when you build a new house, you must build a railing around the edge of the roof. That yes. way you will not be considered guilty of murder if someone falls from the roof. That idea of protecting your neighbor mm-hmm. really ex- hits here. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is with us. Rick has a lot of publications on vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases. He's practiced part-time in the inner city of Pittsburgh for over 25 years at the East Liberty Family Health Care Center. Rick, talk about people who have already had the disease. Um, Does it confer immunity? What do we understand about it after? We are still learning. Uh, One of the things that we have learned that's a little disquieting is that a person can continue to shed virus that's likely infectious for days after their symptoms have resolved. And this is one of the problems is that people feel better and they want to go and do things. They've been sick. They've been miserable. You know, it can, for some people, it's like having a common cold. But if you're still shedding, um, that's a real problem. And one of the other problems with this um, is that there's an asymptomatic fraction. That means about a quarter of the people have the disease and don't know it. 
Um, and you think about that, who wants to be the person who um, transmits the disease to their spouse, their parent, their child, their pastor, uh, an elderly person at their church? You know, it gives a, a, a different meaning to Cain's response. I know not. I, am I my brother's keeper? And uh, with COVID, um, you really could hurt another person. And that's the reason we've got to do the social distancing. I see. So, Rick, I, I've heard stories about people uh, who think that they have the symptoms and then they go to uh, see their doctor or they go to the ER. And, and the chief one among them, of course, is shortness, shortness of breath. Can you talk about that and what that's like uh, moving forward with ventilators? Yes, well, and one of the things that's really important for your audience to know that shortness of breath is really a sign you need to assess medical care. The decline, one of the things that's been mentioned by our, our county health officials is that the decline is fast. If people are moving and you can have a person admitted to the hospital, uh, maybe needing a little bit of oxygen, and on hospital day two, they're on a ventilator. Um, the decline can be rapid, and people could even be caught at home um, if they are kind of ignoring, ah, I'm just a little short of breath. If you've got um, COVID or symptoms of COVID and you're short of breath, get to the emergency department. Don't play around okay. because this can be a rapidly progressive disease. I see. And you need, you know, it's not something that to take just two Tylenol. Uh, you could take the Tylenol. It's safe. But right. uh, if you're short of breath, um, get to the hospital. Rick, I think one of the fears of a lot of people is that one person in the family, if there's a family together, will be infected with the disease, and then everybody else starts to fall like dominoes. I mean, that's a realistic expectation, isn't it? It is, and um, I've seen that in families. Um, You know, I've had patients who are COVID positive. We've seen that, uh, and it is one of the things um, it's hard to know who's going to get it and when. Um, and so families, it's tough because it's tough to have perfect hygiene between uh, people in such close quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if farther apart you can be, the better, but it is tough. And we we'll just have to trust God in those situations, do what we can. Uh, but in a household contact situation, it's very high transmission. Rick, talk about the treatments. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about this online. And again, I'm reading people who are assessing the uh, efficacy of these treatments, but they don't have any medical background, but you do. So tell us what you're hearing. Um, we really right now are using are seeing two things. Um, the antimalarials, hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine, um, have been used. Um, the jury is still out. There is okay. pretty decent evidence in the lab, that isn't in humans, that's in the lab, that the hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine will slow this virus and make a difference. How effective it is in people is what we need to find out and is what is being studied. And it may be, when we've learned this with other antivirals, that if you give them a week into the issue, into the illness, they have no effect. But if there may be a period of time where they have an effect and understanding when that is, um, I've used, not for this disease, but we've used the anti-malarials to prevent malaria. It isn't candy. Uh, right. There are side effects. And if someone is sick enough to be in the hospital, then they're likely sick enough to try 
one of the treatments, but I would discourage people trying to get it to prevent it because there's not a lot of supply and there are side effects. Hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine have long half-lives. They will be in your body weeks later. I see. Rick, uh, literally, we've just got a minute or so left, but uh, you are a man of strong Christian faith and also as a, a medical doctor and epidemiologist, you have a very up-close and personal view of what, what is taking place. How are those two things, your faith and your medical background, colliding right now? Uh, it's busy, and I wish I had more time to think about that. I think we have to trust in the sovereignty of God and in His assurance um, and in our eternal hope in Christ. But I think, as Calvin and others have said, that doesn't mean we throw ourselves in harm's way or become fatalistic um, and that we throw away precautions. I think, uh, like Calvin and I think some of the other people have said, we use the mind and the information God's given us to try to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Rick, we thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's Dr. Rick Zimmerman, East Liberty Family Health Care Center. Hopefully that's the information that you've paid attention to because it's from an actual physician. Thank you, Rick. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare and you could save so much. The typical savings for family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. And behold... Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. Most of the time you have to choose convenience or value. Family Dollar is different. We're in your neighborhood, won't empty your wallet, and we've got the food, drinks, pet supplies, and household products you need. Stop in at Family Dollar today. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, 
Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. No matter what happens, the NFL comes out smelling like a rose. Oh, they do. I mean, you know, there's no Major League Baseball. You know, NHL's tanked. NBA's tanked. But this, because it's the only game in town, free agency has taken over the sports imagination in America. And NFL teams spent more than $2 billion in seven days. Wow. Okay, and the draft is coming up as the well. The draft is coming up. I never watch the draft because I think it's boring. This year, I'm totally watching it because I'm so desperate to see something associated with sports. Can you imagine what their ratings are going to be? They're going to be sky high, plus Tom Brady decided to leave the Patriots and go to Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, gosh. That was a gift as well. Oh, thank hey, goodness for the NFL. Thanks for being with us. We are streaming live on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. If you didn't get a chance to watch the show, you can watch it tonight. Just go log on to Facebook and hit play. Yep, and uh, contact us. John Hall, Award of Fame, Kathy, Award of Fame. Be safe. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.